Welcome to the Step Up Your Business podcast. This is a weekly show brought to you by the Business Advisory Center Durham. In these episodes, we'll talk about everything to do with business, how to get started, how to grow your business, you'd meet some of our clients that we work with, and upcoming events that are going on in our region. We'd love you to join us every week and hopefully take away something that you can implement into your business. Even though we are in the Durham region, a lot of the business advice and information is applicable to all businesses. Thank you and stay tuned. Hello, hello everybody. It's Teresa Shaver from the Business Advisory Center Durham and I'm so happy to have Lori Ellis here from M Space Marketing to chat with today. Lori is a specialist and an expert on our expert network. We're going to talk a little bit about websites and a little bit about marketing and a little bit about all that lights Lori up. But just before we get started, BASD, Business Advisory Center Durham, is your go-to resource to start and grow your business in the Durham region. We've been around for 20 years. If we can help you equip, if we can equip you with the skills, the knowledge, and the tools, and the resources you need to run a successful business, please reach out. Our details will be in the show notes as well. So Lori, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to sit and chat with you. Thank you. I'm excited to have you chatting. I have known Lori probably for at least, I'm going to go with 13 years by now. And uh, we met networking. Uh, Lori was a member of the Whitby Chamber and the HX Board of Trade. And uh, so we met during those times. And I always loved the way that she spoke and handled customers and dealt with them. And she's worked with lots of BACD clients through the years. So I'm excited to have her here today. Lori, I'd love you to tell people maybe even some tips around, you know, when you start thinking about you want to do your marketing and put a website together. Uh, So when you're you're first thinking about starting your business, obviously your name's the most important in registering it. And then you've got to start to figure out what does this business look like and how does it what does it work? And so you're going to go through all of your own questions regarding your market, who are your clientele and all that stuff. Some of the things that people don't think about or don't, one of the thing that always surprises me is, is the weight that people put on their logo. Right. And it's not much in a lot of cases. And I want people to realize that your logo and your brand is the most important thing you can do for your business. It is the biggest investment you could possibly make. And I don't mean investment monetarily necessarily. You could get a logo done. You could do it yourself. You could have somebody do it. But if you don't have a professional logo that reproduces well, that you can use in black and white, that will resize and rescale, that's, that's vector, you're going to run into a lot of troubles. Your logo is the one thing that is on every single thing that you have. Right. It's, you know, whether it's your, your business card, your website, whether it's an ad in the paper, a postcard, a, an envelope, it doesn't matter. You're going to have your logo stays with you forever and it's representative of you. Right. And so don't just throw something together and, and call it a day. Um, I think, that's a huge mistake that I see over and over again. And people really do start to regret it when they don't, they can't put it together. I remember going to a networking event once and one particular uh, client there, she had four different pieces of literature. She had a card and a postcard and a brochure and and something else. And um, the logo was different on every one of them. Right. Completely different on every. And I said, I said, you have four pieces here 
and your logo's different every like I I don't know who you are and she said oh that's because I love fonts oh okay good and I do I, love fonts myself <laughs> no kidding right I said I had like 10,000 of them on my computer I I'm studied fonts and typography for years um but your brand your logo needs to be the same and it needs to be consistent and when it comes to your brand that's not just your logo it might also include um the first thing i like to build for clients is a color palette and and we'll take six colors that we're going to use consistently um they're going to be complementary and and you can use them we've got shades of lights and darks that complement and balance maybe there's images that are part of your brand maybe there's a pattern that's a part of your brand you want to put together a folder of really important, consistent graphics, your logo, your colors, and don't sway from that. You can have fun with brochures and, and do sure. all kinds of crazy stuff, but you've got to have elements of your brand on everything or there's there's no point in marketing or, or doing anything. Because you won't be memorable. People won't remember, right? And you don't actually yeah. want to make it difficult for people to remember you. You want to like make it easy for them to see why you're memorable. Exactly, exactly. And, and the other thing when you do get a logo, this is another thing that um, happens pretty consistently for me, I'll, I'll get a new client, and they've already got their logo, and they'll send me a 15k PNG file. And what that means is it's super small, it's not going to scale if they wanted to ever do a banner bug or or a poster or anything, you can't scale from that. You need a vector file. And so what happens is clients will get a, they often don't even get the EPS file because most of them can't open it unless they have Adobe Illustrator right. or a vector program. Mm-hmm. And so they, a lot of them throw it out. A lot of them have no idea what I'm talking about. And so when you do get your logo designed, it's super important to get your designer to send you an EPS copy. And ask them to send you a PNG with it so you know exactly what's on the EPS because you won't be able to see it in most cases. Right. People, anybody, graphic people, if you ever put it on a mug, if you ever put it on a T-shirt, you have to have that file. It's so important. And I think you mentioned earlier as well, get it in black and white or like also get it in the transparent, right? So that you can move it amongst a, a lot of different media. Yeah. And, and honestly, your logo, you know, I, I appreciate that we don't really fax anymore and we don't really photocopy, but your logo wants to work in black and white. If you're doing a simple black and white ad somewhere, um, you just need a clean vector file of your logo. And, yes. and so if it works, I always work in black and white first when I do a logo, because I think color will, well, I know color is going to affect how much you like a design so if i give you Very five true. logos and you like blue and you hate purple yes yeah, so you're looking black at and white. the color you're not looking at the design and so right. for me it's super important that you get a black like when i send out logos the first round they're black and white question so for you do you do you hand design still like do you draw yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you transpose it onto illustrator yeah yeah, um, I'll do both. I do both. Sometimes, like, because a type is so important, and it's not just, it's not just a font. I mean, honestly, sometimes I'll spend the better part of a day picking the right font for your business, and I'll, I'll explore hundreds of them, because it's, there's a feel and a look 
that's going to really represent you. And most people don't know what that is until they see it. And then, but they know when they see it, yeah, that feels right. But I love what you mentioned about the logo. Tell me a little bit more about what do you think people should consider when they're starting to think like, I need to put a logo and a brand together. Where does it start from? So it starts from really um, talking about yourself. So I talk to the client and I want to know, I want to know about them. I want to know about their personality. I want to know about, and if it's a larger organization, I want to know a lot about their brand. I want to know what they, you know, what they've been doing, what, sometimes I'm rebranding. So um, obviously larger companies are going to have a logo already. Right. Um, and so some, a lot of times I'm called in to do a rebrand. It's, you know, an 80s style logo that's not so great anymore. Right. Um, one thing when I'm doing logos now that I really take into consideration is the shape of it. Uh, if I'm not going to have an icon with the font, I need to make sure that it's going to fit in a little tiny square because all of your social media accounts need a little tiny circle or square, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, they've all got a tiny little icon. Right. Um, and if the words are small, you can just put the words in there, but you've, so I'm, I'm cognizant of the shape of the logo. Sometimes we have to do a horizontal and a stacked version of the logo so that there's, you know, you can use it in various uh, formats and media. Yes, yes, I think that's important. We don't think about that. Sometimes I've seen people with this huge logos that have got like so many words in it and they just don't fit on social media, right? But yeah. moving away just from the logo, I love to think of like your brand and coming up with your brand is like the vision you have for your business. It's the experience you bring to the business. It's what you hope to do with the business. It's who you think your customers are going to be. It's yeah. how are you going to talk? Like your brand is so many different things. It's your brand voice. It's your personality. Yeah, you know? it, it's everything. It's so yeah. important and it's yeah. so important. And, and, you know, if you start there, if you start with a logo that you really love and you've got a color palette that you really love and you've got a couple of elements um, attached to your brand, maybe they're a pattern, maybe there's a little icon, a graphic, maybe yeah. there's photos, um, whatever it is, those are, those are going to be in your little vault. And so when you need to whip up something fast, you'll be amazed how easy it is to, to represent yourself. Right. Because you've got all your tools right, ready to go get them in there. You don't need to put all of them in every time. Sometimes it's just one little element. Your logo should be there every time. And sometimes it's just one little element, but you've got to make sure that you're continuing in the same vein. Agreed. That doesn't Agreed. mean you can't put in uh, crazy different stuff and, and do some really fun stuff, but you still need to protect and, and have your brand so that they know, even though it's crazy and there's all kinds of stuff going on, oh, I can tell that that's this flower shop because they always use this little daisy border and, and yes, kind of yes, thing. very cool. Now, apart from the graphic design piece, you also work with websites, don't you? Or can you I tell do, us a little yeah, bit more about what you do under yeah, yeah. M-Space so, Marketing? Absolutely. So I've been, uh, I've been in business for over 
I'm whispering that because that's crazy. But, um, but I love what I do. It changes every day. When I, when I started uh, in college, we used Apple IIgs and CAD system. We, we worked on the CAD system and the Apple IIgs. Mm. Uh, and then it wasn't until 84 that the Mac, of course, came out. And then the rest is history. Um, but before that, we used old typesetting equipment and whatnot. Yes, yes. Um, so now fast forward through the decades and you've got the websites. And so that obviously was a transition that we had to learn and, and incorporate right from the day it came out. And uh, it, I haven't looked back. I love it. I didn't like it at first. I hated it because there was no CSS. So there, you couldn't control. Everything was touching and it looked so, it was just up and it was ugly. And, and until we were able to stylize it, I fought with websites. Uh, and now to, you can do anything to them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's endless. So there's so much fun to work on. And, there, and there's just so many, you just never stop learning. So I love it. Every day I'm learning stuff. Oh. That's wonderful. Now, is there particular platforms that you use or you just do whatever the client needs? Uh, I just built a Shopify site for one client, um, but typically I'm doing WordPress. Right. Um, Almost everything is WordPress. I've built some e-commerce sites with COVID and and with everything happening. A lot of businesses obviously have had to re-figure things out. And so... A lot of them have gone into retail online and which has yeah. been wonderful yes agreed um, and and another thing during this period i find uh, one thing that's been kind of a nice thing with this whole lockdown and everything has been companies that knew they needed to redo their stuff for years and just didn't have the time because obviously when you're in business oh my gosh, this is a priority for me, but then work comes in from clients and, you know, your stuff is always at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. And so um, this little break has really given a lot of businesses the breath that they've needed. And I've seen some wonderful revamps with clients and they're, they're writing their content and they're like, okay, I'm going to use this time to get all our brochures redone. Um, I still do a lot of print work. I do a lot of trade show booths, a lot of um, branding and marketing with that and a lot of social media. Um, And so it's been a nice, it's been a nice little bit of a blessing out of it with getting people to, you know, invigorate their own businesses. important right this time like if it's possible for you to have a, a, a bit of time and a bit of a space to actually rethink those things like really oh. start thinking about what are you going to do for 2021 that's you know going to take your brand further going to take your business further right and of course more the most important thing is that you have a digital presence you know whether absolutely. that be or you need a website today it's the cost of doing business I absolutely think. you need a google my business you need a good brand you need social media one of my clients, um, they rely quite heavily on trade shows and they travel all over the world all year long for trade shows. And of course that stopped. And one of them, a lot of them were canceled, but one of them recently, they did a virtual one. So they did a 20 minute, you would still log in and, and, 
people would uh, register for mm -hmm. the site and they would do, you would have a 20 minute live boom presentation call presentation to demo your equipment, talk about it, introduce yourself. So that was kind of a fun project in there. They've got it. Thankfully, they've got a huge office space. So we we built and designed a trade show booth. Fantastic. And, and then who did all the videoing and all that? You did that too? or so I that? Didn't do the, No, um, the trade show had that set up and, and organized and shipped out what they wanted and all the stuff that they wanted done and how they wanted the format and that. Wow. Uh, I designed the room for them and went in and we were hanging decals and vinyl all, all day. But, uh, <laughs> but it turned out quite good. And the nice thing is they're like, okay, so now that we've got this, um, clients in Germany that are having problems, we could actually bring them into our showroom now and, and show them. We could do demos from here. We can yes. do presentations from here. And, and so I've been brainstorming with them all the ways we can utilize this space now that we have it because it looks fabulous and it's, it's a great way to extend um, and, and reach out to their clients that they can't visit right now. So, and similarly, that video should be on their YouTube channel, should it be is. on their website, yeah. because it's now it's giving people an idea. And honestly, I think yeah. travel is going to be cut. Like business travel is just yeah. not going to be at the level it was at before. There's just no way. Yeah. You know, so I think for sure there's going to be a change there and businesses are going to need to figure that piece out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Travel, travels change. I think a lot of things are going to change coming out of this. I think that people have, um, I think at first there was a whole lot of, you know, we saw the crazy Zoom calls with people on yes. the toilets and, and all the crazy mishaps, but I think that we're starting to figure it out. I think that productivity is good. I think that, um, for not being able to get out of the house, I think people are being able are, are able to work from home and be a little bit more efficient. So right. that's been a good thing. I think uh, I think something that's going to trend in the new year will be a lot more focus on uh, the home office. Right, making sure that it's ergonomically set up. Uh, it's amazing what a chair will do to your back at the end of the day if it's oh. not. I have my office chair actually from work. Oh, good. You know, so exactly. Um, same for my team. We were like, okay, what do you need at home to be set up? Each one yeah. of us are in our, a good office space. One of my staff members sits at the dining room table and I'm like, I'm not sure that that's the best place for you, but you know, here's yeah. your chair. Here's how you're set up. You need to figure those pieces out for you, but, and you need to tell me so that I can provide them for you. But. Exactly. And things like, like your, your monitor height. I mean, you can have a really comfortable chair, but if your monitor's too low and you're sort of slumped over, I've worked from home forever now. Um, I used to work, I worked in an office way back in the day when my daughter was born 27 years ago she was, um, she's special needs and I'm on my own. So I, I ended up moving my business home. Yeah. And at the time I hired a nanny, but I was, I worked from home. So I was there technically, but working crazy hours. hours. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, you do it for a long time. You get, you get to know that you need the right height, you need the right environment to work in. And I think that we're going to really, see a big focus on more so, 
Yeah, and yeah. I don't mind working from home at all. What I don't like is that I'm home all the time. So in a real situation where we're not in a pandemic is that even if I was working from home, at least I'd be going out, maybe I'm going to events and meeting stakeholders or whatever the case. So I'll have that balance. So I don't mind it as much. Yeah. But I feel like it's nice to get out every now and then. And I'm not, which is, you know, the situation we're in. I'm not That's lonely because I meet people all day long on Zoom. That's for sure. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Again, true. It's definitely been different. I do work from home. So it, it you know, it hasn't been as big of an adjustment for yeah. me. Um, one of the things that I do that I find makes an insane difference in my day. Uh, years back, I read an article that a study, a Harvard study was done to define the perfect work balance. And they developed a 52-17 system. Wow. So they determined that you can only sit and work productively in front of your computer for 52 minutes. Wow. And then you need to walk away for 17 minutes. So I try to get eight 52 minute blocks in every day. And what I do is I set, I've got two timers going. It's like, hey Siri, set a timer for 52 minutes. And then it's, hey Siri, set a timer for 15 minutes, giving me the two minutes to transition back. And during those 15 minutes, I will, uh, and so what I'll try to do is I'll say, okay, could I clean the bathroom in 15 minutes? Right. Could I prep dinner in 15 minutes? And I find that if, could I go for a walk for 15 minutes? I try to be as active as I can. And I right. try to be completely away from everything. Right. And, um, and prepping the dinner at 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever, or folding a basket of laundry or something, freeze up your evening but I find that I'm not having that three o'clock or two o'clock afternoon slump brawl you know I yeah. don't you, you have you would be amazed how much energy you have if you try try it and, and I'd love to yeah see what you think I mean I, I get that when you're you know I work for myself so I can kind of block those times yeah and it's harder to do when you've got meetings and, and a lot yes. of things that are planned if I do derail, I just jump right back on it and keep going and, and do whatever I can. But I find that that has been the most insanely productive thing I've ever done, ever. That's amazing. Me. And you've just stuck with it all through this. Yeah. And I find that was the hard thing for me to learn is like those work balance habits, you yeah. know, working from home oh, and sitting it, in the same chair for hours and hours. I need to leave. Disruptions. Yeah. There's so many disruptions. There's so many things. And, and, you know, my kids got used to, it's like, I'm, I'm in the middle of a 52, catch me on my 15 and come get me to like, otherwise, you know, no. Yeah. And I'm shocked. Like, cause I'll try and I'll set goals all day. And if I'm really, really good, which. You are. I, yes, I am. Um, I will the night before block them. Like I'll, I'll determine what my eight blocks are going to be and what all my break blocks are going to be. And it's uh, like, it just, you just hit the ground running in the morning and I'm shocked by how much I can accomplish when I do that. It's just amazing. That brings us to the end of our meeting. The timer has spoken. That's smart. Yeah. I think that's a really good thing is like really think about that, right? We are sometimes not intentional about the things that we have to do and we just like fall into each day. And I think if you can, you know, as you just said, do it the night before, set what your blocks are going to be. Right. 
You'll be shocked what you can get done. I'm like, I'll, I'll set a goal that I really want to get this, this client's blog set up and finished and, and boom, like you just go hard at it and you know, you've only got 17 minutes left and you've, you've got to get it done. It's kind of like a challenge all day with yourself and it, and it really, and then, you know, the other thing is that at six o'clock, I don't feel like, like I'm tired. I don't want to start prepping dinner. So if I've done it in the morning, it's so nice. It's like, Fantastic. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. I can, my evenings are my evenings. That's so true. So true. Laurie, thank you so much for your time today. It was really great to just have a bit of a chat, let people get to know who you are. And we look forward to seeing you. And hopefully, you know, anybody that needs help with their website, their marketing, reach out to Laurie. She's wonderful to work with. Well, thanks, Teresa. Thank so you. right back at you. Thank you for being a guest today on our podcast. This is Teresa Shaver signing off from the Business Advisory Center Durham, and we hope that you will join us next week. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm.